Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back. This is the Built Different Podcast with Tucker Speed. Uh, this week, um, I was joined by our team here at Tucker Speed. We kind of did a little recap on the Four Corners Motorcycle Rally and uh, everything that went on, uh, getting out to the rally, uh, what we did out there, my wreck while I was there, getting in, you know, trying to get home. Got their perspective on it. Uh, talked a little bit about BRL racing and our future there. Uh, it was a great episode. Um, thanks to, to the guys for joining. But before we get started, uh, go follow us on your uh, podcast platform of choice and leave us a five-star review. It just helps us continue to grow this podcast and keep moving forward. And this show is brought to you right now by TuckerSpeed.com. All your performance needs, gear, hit us up for whatever you need. And now on to the episode. Check it out. Making power by day. We're live. Welcome to the Build Different Podcast. Uh, joined by the crew today. Most of the crew that went with us to the Four Corners Motorcycle Rally. Um, talk about the rally, what happened, what didn't happen. So uh, first off, we're joined by J.O., Jason. Um, kind of my right-hand man. I do all around this place. Nate, this is not your podcast. <laughs> joined by Nate. Uh, technician joined by Steve, my front front end guy. So uh, these guys were all with us in Durango. Uh, we had a good time. We're going to talk about it. Uh, but first off, we have a good listener question of the episode that we're going to talk about. Um, Jimothy S wrote in and asked um, after my injury. Um, if you can't see, I'm sitting in a wheelchair because my knee's still broken. Uh, he asked. What are our future plans for uh, flat track and BRL racing? Um, you know, we haven't really talked about it much as a shop. I mean, I kind of have hinted a little bit that I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do. Um, I don't know what you guys think. Flat track is where I always tend to get hurt. I think flat track, I might really start to dial back, you know, I don't know what you guys have any thoughts on any of that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think I think with the flat track, I mean, it's definitely taking a, a seat to BRL. I mean, BRL is what. I mean, I haven't been racing a lot of yeah, flat track I mean, in the it, last few years. That thing has been on the shelf for a minute. I mean, I mean, when was the last time you rode flat track? I mean, was before it Salt Lake? before Durango, it was in Salt Lake, which was two years before. Yeah. So I hadn't been on a flat track bike in in two years. So. Um, and then, you know, blow the dust and cobwebs off and... Change the front end, Change the, the front way, end and then go out there and right break before. my leg. Uh, looks like we got a nice visitor behind us. You'll have to go around, Phil. <laughs> um, but BRL, I think that's the big question. Mm -hmm. I mean, as a team, we have a lot invested into the BRL, mm -hmm. uh, into the BRL bike. To date, I haven't missed a, a BRL grid that they've had. I mean, I've been on every, at every race, lined up for every, every green flag. Yeah. Uh, so to think that the upcoming race in, in November at Willow, we won't be there. It, I mean, it kind of sucks, but I definitely won't be on the bike. Um, I won't even be 
on two feet at that point. So it's kind of, I guess the question is, is do we look for a rider, bring someone in to, to ride the bike for us? We'll prep the bike, get it all ready. You know, I don't think we would have time for that rider to test on the bike. So it's just going to be basically practice day at the race will be their shakedown. Let's try and get it as dialed in for them as we can. Just the way we do it. I, I, but what are, you, what are your guys' thoughts on that? You know, putting somebody else on the bike. I mean, you've been to most of the races. Um, Nate, you've been to a few of them now. Steve, you've just got, what, one under one. your belt? Yep. I mean, so for you, it probably wouldn't be a huge difference, whether it be me riding it or somebody else, but for someone like you where that's kind of been how it is. I mean, what do you guys think? What, I mean, and be honest with me, because I want to know, because I, I literally have not made up my mind on what to do. Well, I mean, I know we talked about it before. I was talking to you about then out in the back about how you'd feel about having another rider, because obviously you're not going to be on it for this last race of the season. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were talking before, you were saying it'd be kind of interesting. I mean, since BRL started, you've been the one on the bike and still showing up, but having another rider might be a like a two-way different kind of view it'd either light a fire and make you want to get back on or you might like it and end up thinking hey you know maybe i'll we keep a rider going but i think regardless you know it, if it's possible i think it'd be good to be able to go out to willow springs even if we don't end up racing because i know we got a lot of the racers out there that good friends that you know saved our ass in the last race mm -hmm. helping us find parts and everything might be nice to be at least be able to go out there and watch the races support and be there yeah i mean mm -hmm. i and that's a big part of it too like just being being there with with people that we formed good relationships with and and when we go to the racetracks it's it's great to talk to them and hang out with them you know it, it, you know friends that we don't get to see every day we get to see only on race weekends and and to kind of miss out on that so that definitely is part of the equation on do we want to continue or not? Uh, I think for me, it's like, I mean, in the beginning, when we first built the bike or started building the bike, we, we were talking about just building it and hiring a, a rider. That was one of our first thoughts. And then as I got building it, I'm like, man, I don't, I don't want to hire anybody. Like, I want to ride this thing, you know? Like, I'm building it. I want to ride this thing. Like, I, you know, I like, I love racing. I'm going to ride it. You know, I might not be very good, and we had no idea before the first BRL, you know, and and we all know how that went. I had a decent weekend, rode halfway decent, and the rest is history. So, uh -huh. um, but yeah, maybe, I mean, and, and as you guys know, over the last three weeks here in the shop, me being out has really put a bind on us here in the shop. We've kind of had to shuffle some people around to try and keep workload kind of flowing. I mean it's really hard that I have a month, a month's worth of appointments booked out for me to be doing. And then I yeah. get injured and I'm out. And, right. uh, you know, it really kind of puts a bind on our workload. Uh, and, and so I got to factor that in. I just don't know how much more can I afford to, to be injured and be outside of the shop, you know? We've never had that happen. I mean, you know, you've been, yeah, you've, you've gone down, you've had some hits, minor injuries, but little things. Here light. I mean, this has been, you know, I mean, I've never had an injury where I 
wasn't back in the shop the next day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. even with my shoulder, when I broke my shoulder, I, you know, it was like I had surgery and like two days later I was yeah. back in here. Um, this one's been a little more serious and a little more, you know, painful on the recovery side. And I mean, it's limiting your days. if you would have asked me a month ago, like I would have never been out of work for, you know, seven or eight days straight. Mm-hmm. Like I it just, just not. I don't think I've ever roll. seen that. You know what I mean? Never seen that. So the only time I've ever seen you take that much time off is when you guys left for your one vacation that you yeah, had. Yeah, one vacation that yeah. we, you know, we that I've taken in eight years that I've been here. And, you know, and that was planned. And and this one was not planned. And it really put a buy-in. You know, you've had to kind of step away from the front counter and uh jump back into the shop and and try and keep some work moving. Um, which leaves Steve kind of yeah, by himself. Solo up front. That's not uh, easy. You know, kind of dealing with moving appointments around and keeping customers happy, and, and which you've done a great job of. You know, I mean, hats off to, you know, trying to manage everybody, keeping them happy, and, you know, moving appointments around and changing expectations. And, and I think for the most part, I mean, what do you think, Steve? I think most people have been pretty understanding don't you think we have great customers um the majority of people are aware of what's happening with Mm -hmm. the races and where we're at because jordan does a great job with keeping social media up to date and obviously we have our podcast so most of the people are consistent customers are already aware of what's going on and their main concern was was honestly your well-being they've come in and ask about you what kind of information we had and so that that's really cool anybody that i have to you know, ask about rescheduling appointments for, they were all very understanding, you yeah. know, a, a new customer, somebody who's maybe not even familiar with the industry or the shops, even in the state, you know, it, it's kind of irrelevant to them because I'm just scheduling and it's easy, but haven't really had anybody that was upset or that showed even, you know, any kind of frustration with it. They all understood. And that that's awesome. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, it's cool to have a customer base that, you know, you have that kind of connection with that, that, you know, they care about our well-being or my well-being, uh, you know, and our understanding when, when, when shit happens, you know, and, and they understand that, yeah, they had an appointment, but it may need to get pushed out a little ways or whatever. Um, and I think that speaks to, you know, kind of how we operate, you know what I mean? Like we're all family here and we really try and treat our customers as such, you know, treat them how we would want to be treated. And, and we get that in return from them, uh, you know, in, in times like this, which is nice. Uh, you know, occasionally you may have a bad apple, but it, I think in this, this go around, everything's been pretty, pretty good. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, kind of back to the question about, about BRL. Uh, I got a, I got to make a decision pretty quick for, for the Willow Springs round, uh, in November. Cause we got a bike still to get ready if we're going to go. Yeah. Cause we haven't really even worked on it since yeah. Illinois. So we got a lot of work to do on the bike. Um, I've talked to a couple guys already. A couple guys have already reached out, um, about riding it. Um, so I have a couple of people in mind and a couple of people that I've talked to, I guess I just have to come to terms with, you know, am I okay with that? Kind of that transition from like owner rider to just to just owner. 
and being okay with putting someone else on the bike and heaven forbid they wreck the bike or you know it has a mechanical an engine failure or like I'm okay with that like I understand that they're out there doing their job trying to go fast win be competitive and they're pushing the limits just like I would have been and stuff may happen and I have to you know I'll have to be okay with that be okay with it like you know now we got to rebuild the motor or now we re- need to rebuild the the bodywork because he went down or whatever and being okay with mm-hmm. that so something I'm you know I, I have to come to terms with in my head and find out if I'm okay and I think we'll talk about it some more over the next few weeks and kind of decide what direction we're going to go um that'd be the hardest part man is you know at least for me is not seeing you in that seat you know I, I mean, it's kind of been the way it is, but I mean, maybe maybe it's a good direction. Maybe it's better overall. I mean, it it takes me out of the risk of getting injured again and putting us in a bind in the shop. I mean, it, yeah. it, it will be hard because I mean, every every time in the past that I've raced something, and then I've quit racing, I'll do okay for about a year, and then I'll just like have the itch. I'm like, I just need to go race something. You know what I mean? I just got to race something. I don't know, you know, whatever it is, you know, maybe I'll race RC cars or something where I won't get, I won't get hurt. <laughs> maybe I mean, get the wheelchairs going. You know, so you run nice yeah. wheelchairs. New market. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like this, this last race at Willow Springs might be like, if we end up getting a rider for it, um, might, might be, be a, a good, good way to test the, the waters. Because yeah. if we yeah. go, regardless if we go just to watch or not, if we want to be in that race, someone mm-hmm. else is going to have to ride. For sure. Yeah. So I feel like maybe. I mean, I feel like if we're gonna to make the trek and go out there, I would like to put a bike on the track. Like I, I mean, I don't know that I would. As much as I would like to go to help support, you know, some of my other friends out there. Like I'd really like to be there to to support like Arnie and and Steve and Clay and all the, all my friends in in my class that I race against. So, you know, they're 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 friends, but they're also enemies, if you will, on the track. But I, I love all those dudes, and I would be there to want to support them and see them do well. Um, I would hate to go out there and not at least try and put a bike on the track. So if, if I'm going to go out there, I'm probably going to try and take a bike and have someone ride it. Right. It's kind of a, what makes sense to me. Kind of a hard yeah. expense to justify if you're not actually going out to race. Like going out to just watch yeah. is quite the amount well, of Yeah, expense. there's no – what's the benefit in that? Like what's the – Right. You know, because – one of the benefits of racing for me is that like for the business, like it's a huge expense. It costs money to build a bike. It costs money to close the doors and us all go out there. It costs money to, you know, get an Airbnb or hotel or lodging and get us all there and gas and all that. One of the benefits is the marketing value that it, that we have, you know, like we can show people that, you know, we sell performance parts and we're not just, picking parts out of a catalog we're actually putting these parts through the test and and we can sell these parts with confidence because we've tested with them and you know raced with them and another benefit is that it just kind of feeds my personal itch (laughs) of racing but if i'm not racing i kind of lose that so the only benefit at that point is is kind of the marketing value uh so to go out there to the track and for me to not race 
and to not put a bike on the track, there really is no, it, it, that's just really just kind of throwing money away, honestly. You know what I mean? It's kind of how I look at it. Like, right. it'd be fun, but it doesn't make sense for me to pay for everybody to go out there just to have fun. Just to watch. Just to watch. So I got to get some sort of return on the expense. And, and the only, if I'm not racing, I'm not getting a personal return. The only mm-hmm. return we would get is to put a put a racer on the you know a rider on the bike, put it on the racetrack, and hope to bring home a trophy. Who you, who's uh who are you looking at running? I don't want to say you? names no. right now not on right the now. podcast. Gotcha. Just, but I, I I've talked to a couple different people that have some race experience. Yeah. Um. A couple of guys that I think that would be very competitive in the pro stock class maybe even could ride gp but i I think it would make sense to keep keep the bike in the pro stock class and and challenge for a for a podium spot as we know from the last few races there's some pretty fast guys in pro stock oh yeah yeah so i mean a pro stock podium is still well earned Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's not easy there's some really there's four or five guys that are very, Bring it every time. Very capable of, of winning any race, you know. So that's kind of the direction I would go if if I decide to go that route. So um, that's our listener question of the episode uh, from Jimothy S. If you have a question, please send it in um, to shoot. I forget the email. Dot com. Oh yeah, podcast at tuckerspeed.com. Sorry, might be the pain med still. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's talk about Four Corners Rally in Durango. Uh, I'm gonna let you kind of, you uh, you and Steve kind of lead off because you guys left here first on bikes. Yeah, we rolled out. Um, we did what hour prior shop close on Thursday. So yeah, we did right about that, and then. Um, we stayed, we, we rolled over to uh, to Green River. It was about, what, four-hour run? Yeah. I think first night. Pretty got much us, right at that halfway mark. Got us halfway. Uh, not bad. I mean, the weather the weather was pretty good, so we got in the canyon. Light rain. It was, it was light. Not not too bad. Um, got into Green River at about, what was it, about 9.30 or 10. We got a, we got a hotel there. Stayed the night. Uh, got up. Then Jordy, was it Jordy and what about what, four of the guys? Or he ain't got he, he doesn't have a mic, huh? That's right. Met up there at the the gas station. We were, we were a little slow uh, that morning. Well, I, those guys left what like four a.m. Yeah. Jordan and a group of three or four other riders. Yeah. They left like four a.m. Going through Spanish Fort Canyon at they're freezing five a.m. Mm-hmm. Freezing nuggies. <clears throat> it was cold because we left. At, we left in the truck and trailer. I was in the truck and trailer. Nate drove the van. Uh, and when we were rolling through the canyon at about, I don't know, it's probably about 6 o'clock, 6 a.m. About 6 when we got it there, It was yeah. dipping down into the low 40s when we were rolling through there, and they were ahead of us. Yeah, I think the coldest it got was like 43 degrees yeah. in that spot. Pretty pretty cold. I mean, I, they, pretty cold, especially because they weren't dressed for it, especially. I mean, I think they all had, like, light jackets and, like, thin moto type gloves 
they were all freezing. So yeah, you, <laughs> and then they met up with you guys in Green River, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we headed out. We caught up to you guys somewhere along the line down, you know, uh, Monticello. Yeah, yeah, yeah around it? there. Yep. Yeah, Monticello at the Maverick. Yep. yep. Um, kind of trailed in the whole rest of the way. Honestly, I mean, yeah, we we'd bust bust by you type deal on on the bikes. Just, yeah, just you rolling to two lane. Yeah, two lane, but still kind of in the convoy. Yep. It was still kind of cool to see with Tony and, and me driving along, and then you guys left the, that Maverick a little bit after us. But like just looking in the rearview mirror, seeing a group of bikes like coming up, and you're like, "Oh, those are our guys!" And then watching you guys just cruise by, mm-hmm. everybody's waving or doing something dumb as they like go go by, and uh, seeing you guys take off, and then me falling behind in the poor van. Every hill is like three miles an hour. At least you had Mauer there with you, you know, Mauer with that Evo. He was just. Hanging back there with Blueberry. Well, even, even Mauer left. Even, he, <laughs> he's he was out. No, he, he did good. He was just screaming at, you know, 5,500 RPMs trying to keep up. It's so funny watching him pass, man. He would just get, he would just, you just see him just dig down, just hit gear just just to get around. Of course, the M8 six speeds, man. We're just, just hit a little throttle, man, and, and get. But so, yeah, we rolled fun. into, rolled into Durango Thursday afternoon. I think we got what? Midday. 12. Noonish, pretty early around there. Yeah, we made good time. Like one o'clock, wasn't it? Yeah, just about. Uh, had the boss's time schedule. We we made it. You made it. Uh, so yeah, we had to roll. First things, we had to roll down to the dealership and start getting all of our booths set up. Uh, because we needed to have all that set up by about. I think their deadline was about three o'clock mm-hmm. on Thursday to have have everything kind of set up. At least have a canopy out and kind of our footprint in the lot kind of planted, you know? So we got all that done. Uh, and then we went on the industry ride Thursday night, which that is always fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, kind of just a, f- a fun opportunity to kind of get together with all the, all of the different brands and shops and people that are there, you know, and, and to get to ride with them. Uh, so yeah, we roll out kind of rolling through the country there, kind of the back roads, um, pull off at kind of a little cool spot that has a bridge going over the river, kind of take a big group photo by the river, watch people, you know, diving into the, into the river right there off the, off the rocks mm-hmm. and the bridge. And then as most people have already seen most of the videos and the photos, uh, every, the group goes to leave and that FXR <laughs> goes up in flames. Sweet Brown makes an appearance. That- that yeah, poor liberty Lord, edition. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> One of the crazier things I've ever seen. That was bad. I mean, I've heard about bikes catching on fire and and stuff like that. I've never witnessed one like to that extent. And I was standing like right there when it happened. <laughs> yeah. I oh. mean, I was holding a bottle of water and a can of beer in my hands, and I went over and poured both of them on it, and it didn't. <laughs> it didn't do anything. Everybody was pouring their bottles of water on it or whatever they had in their hands, and it wasn't even touching those mm. flames. I thought the crazy thing was they almost had it out, and then uh, the dude that owned it went to pick it up, and it was just a massive <laughs> ball of flame. Yeah, and like more fuel pour, pour yeah, out of it. And he, just, gets, like, he gets out away from that, and you can see he's just missing a bunch of hair off his face, like yeah. a big old ball of flame. <laughs> it was wild. I mean, kind of sad, honestly. Like That was a... That was a Liberty Edition. It was a Liberty right? Edition I mean, FXR. Uh, <laughs> I believe the guy who owned its name is Corey. Um, I don't know him, but uh, just know who he is, kind of like through some other friends and social media. Uh, 
but yeah, I mean, a cool bike, especially that Liberty Edition paint. Uh, but just wild just to see that thing just go up in flames and you can't do anything about it, man. Like, mm -hmm. it's kind of gut-wrenching. A lot of people tried. I mean, there was a lot of gravel thrown on that bike yeah, yeah, trying to sure. get that the fire out. I was like, it's rocks, it. man. Yeah. And they did a burnout on it. That, uh, <laughs> the one dude that backed up to it was doing a burnout in the dirt, just flipping dust at it and yeah. finally put it out. Well, I think who finally put it out was Trevor, Trevor Bird. He was the last one that came up from a with a five-gallon bucket from was the that, river. Was that Bado, Bado's uh, crew, the, that kid, the young kid? On the, on the bike or the one that was doing the burnout? Well, it's like the one, that young kid that was uh, next to the tent with this. Was he like a firefighter? And he was like actually getting fresh dirt and throwing it on there because they, oh, they were actually throwing fuel-soaked dirt onto on the, the top yeah, of the bike, the bike and it, wasn't, it was just making it worse. Yeah. And this kid was, he was actually going out getting fresh dirt and rolling but i saw him over there with Botto on the chopper mm, kings maybe I don't know if that yeah. was one of yeah. them at least one of the guys i mean there were several guys in there uh, there was trying to I knock mean, it out but dozens of people trying to throw stuff yeah. on top of that bike mm -hmm. to put it out it was pretty crazy um kind of like sacrifice to kick off the weekend if you will <laughs> you know what i mean like I, not not intentional but i mean and the guy who owned the bike seemed to handle it as best he could you know what i mean yeah yeah they like i you know they supposedly they put some new fuel line on it some new spark plug wires and a few things and like fired the bike up the next day oh it sounded so bad there was i'm a, sure there was a... yeah and and then uh i did see a photo i didn't i didn't have a chance to go to the show but i did see a photo that it was in the v-twin visionary bike show I mean, and if he didn't win best, best FXR, I'm going to let Jeff know that I'm disappointed. But, uh, hot yeah. bike, Mag. Yeah. Yeah, it so, was hot. Uh, but, yeah, that kicked off the weekend. Uh, I mean, Thursday night, we didn't, we didn't uh, so we left that. Uh, a lot of people were going back to the fairgrounds for kind of a get-together, but we just ended up going back to the house. Yep. I mean, talk about that house. The house was Mm -hmm. That was pimp cabin, man. I mean, I really didn't want to go and work the booth. I kind of wanted to just hang out there all day. Yeah, we were, you know, Jordan and I, we'd, we'd be calling in turkeys every morning. Oh, just geez. calling yeah. them in. Turkeys outside. Yeah, turkeys right out outside there. my door. <laughs> all kinds of the window of my room. around out there. I mean, yep. just, just a, you know, just like, I mean, it's just this cabin set up on top of the hill. I mean, all you can see surrounding the entire house is just mountains. Just a beautiful spot, like perfect weather. Mm -hmm. Let's say it was like 400 acres. For that Airbnb, that like you had 400 or 40, 40 yeah. acres. I knew it started with a four. But. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, cool spot. And we had a good time that first night. We just had a few drinks, played some games, had a good time with each mm -hmm. other. That road up to the, the cabin was a little sketchy. Dirt road up yeah. the hill. Yeah. That yeah. one, yeah. the 180 degree uphill in yeah. dirt. That one was a, was probably for you on a borrowed bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, got, I got threatened by multiple people. It's like, you know, you tip it over. You have to, you have to pay for it. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm fully aware of this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, at least that first time going up the road, it was a little sketchy. I think after you'd done it once, kind of knew what to expect. Got the a little grace. easier. All those dips going down the thing, I never, yeah. oh, never the, got oh. used to that. Do, 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 yeah, do. But my my fairing just, <laughs> bam, bam, hearing every little noise, you know. Yeah. yeah, going down that over that little wash section on the Road King that has like no give, it's like feeling yeah, like shaking my eyeballs stiff. out of my head. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, and the spot was perfect because, I mean, it was, what, like 10 minutes from the dealership? Mm-hmm. It's a great ride to and from the dealership. Yeah, you could really hit that road. It had good, smooth curves. Right to the canyon, and then, yeah, it drops you out of the canyon right at the dealership. Like, it was really kind of perfect spot. Sucks I didn't get to spend more time there. You know, my, my stay there yeah. got cut short. <laughs> um, Friday, we run the booth, uh, and then our after hours party, which I, which turned out great. I think, I mean, um, we had a good time, a great turnout. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, been better if Harris would have got on the bull. She was a little, <laughs> she, a little, she was on it that night. She was on it. <laughs> I mean, she was, she was life of the party on that. She thing, was, man. Just, man. I had to continue to chase her down. I had to stay sober so I could try and <laughs> keep her. <laughs> wrangled in i mean she was running around like no no really yeah some some officer he's like is that your wife i'm like yeah go up there and tell her that she's cut off she just gave him the business (laughs) (laughs) if it would have been legit she would have been hauled off to jail for like for something run her mouth yeah yeah but it was fun i mean you know dj bar mechanical bull you know we threw away some prizes just had a good time mm-hmm. i think it was a great you know first night opening party uh you know and had a great turnout yeah um you know thanks to the people that helped us put it on obviously uh four corners people you know had a big hand in putting it together kind of organizing everything um and then you know with the prizes we had you know drag specialties Dicks and flannels, Law Tigers chipped in some stuff yep. to kind of throw out, kind of help make it all happen. So it was, it was fun. I mean, we had a good time. Uh, Saturday, Saturday morning, we get up. I did a couple podcasts Saturday morning, mm-hmm. got those done and out of the way. Good thing because we all know what happened after that. But, you know, we <laughs> yeah. ran the booth during the day. Um, you guys got to go on a ride, correct? Did you take. Yeah, was that what you guys did the silver That was Friday. Right? Friday yeah, was Friday afternoon. Yeah. yeah After so you did that podcast. We went Saturday morning up there. Yeah. That's right. And then we rolled Saturday, but yeah, you guys talked about I that. On Friday, good. I jumped on my road road glide and, and took Tori and uh, a couple of friends, my little brother. Uh, we just made made the little run up up to Canyon to Silverton, which is a beautiful yeah. ride. Oh, I love yeah. that ride. It was so I mean, nice. Like you hit that and it drops like twenty degrees when you get oh, to it's Silverton. Crazy. Oh, the temperature so difference. Yeah. yeah. And how high it's crazy because we stopped at that one outlook, and I mean, at that outlook, you're sitting at like eleven or twelve thousand feet, I think. Yeah, just, I think it's like it's somewhere up there because I think Silverton's like eleven something, isn't it? It's, like just shy of twelve. Yeah, it's it. You're up there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, and Silverton's just a cool spot. Like it's just, I mean, it's like you 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 go up to up the road and you drop down into Silverton, and it's almost like you drop into like. 1865 mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, it's like yeah just from another time that was cool yeah uh it, it's wild it's pretty cool and, and definitely worth it um i mean and, and silverton is really the beginning of the million dollar highway mm-hmm. uh from silverton you go up and over into is it Ore? i yeah. think it is yeah um i've yet to do that ride because we always i always got to get back to durango yeah. for whatever we got going on but Everybody always says the road from Silverton to Oray is even better. You know, you get to, it's 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 a little more windy. There's 
crazy mine shafts, yep. different things all over the, the place. Mines yeah. are all over the place, man. It's crazy. Um, probably definitely worth a ride. I can't say from experience because I haven't got that far yet. Mm-hmm. Cause it's always up and back for me. I know Kyle yeah. Coford was swearing by that, and yeah. I know they. Yeah, they so they fun. rode with us up to Silverton, and then when we rolled back to Durango, they went around. They went up yeah, and they over. Went, yeah, yeah. They said it's like it's a little bit longer to go rides. up and over. It turns it into quite a bit. Mm-hmm. They said it was like four hours total. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and with ha- with how much stuff we had going on, I didn't have that kind of time to get. Yeah, you didn't. know what I mean? That was enough just so, to get up there and back. You know, it was nice. Shift. You know that I that I I mean, did get to to ride you know at least 100 miles while i was there yeah 50 miles up and 50 miles back breaking that rg yeah um which performed beautifully i can't be happier with it you know what i mean like and i got to ride it what'd you think think? (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i told you the you know he's got the he's got the mid controls different stance little little higher up uh that triple seven cam does get uh got to little open it up back to the cabin you know after i picked it up yeah that night you went down and uh it definitely gets man it's a it's a fun little little bike but just a little like i said different riding stance for sure it's pretty cool though yeah those mids are are they're quite a bit different they're they're really high Mm -hmm. i set up higher that thing and i'm already tall enough and yeah so i was you know i was felt like i was more like on a st ish than a roguelike you know just because I had more wind mm-hmm. hitting my hitting the top, yeah. But uh, but it still felt good. Stuff yeah. the, the suspension was good. Uh, you, you know, your setup, you you picked everything. Everything worked straight, out good. Right? I'm That's good. Super happy with how it all turned out. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did win. Uh, I put the bike yeah. in the V Twin right. Visionary Show and won mm-hmm. uh, best road ripper. So, thanks, hey, but what, thanks, Jeff. But not only that. The king finally, the king finally got some recognition, man. It did, and you, and you weren't even there to see. I it. wasn't on Sunday. <laughs> That's yeah. many times. As many times king, the road king finally won an award after four years. Of you weren't even, shows. you weren't <laughs> even there, man. I was like, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't there. That was in uh, Botto's Chopper King performance yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, so thanks to Botto for giving me some love. Yeah. But yeah, so it's back to Saturday. Saturday, you know, we had the I had my road glide and was the road king in the show? Mm-hmm. Road king wasn't in the show. Not in the V Twin Visionary no, show, no. yeah. Uh. But the road glide was. I was over at the flat track races because they were getting kicked off. I mean, looking back, like the races got kept getting postponed and postponed. Like, oh, another hour, other hour, because it was supposed to start at like two, and then ended up not starting until I think it's like five, five or six. Five, six, mm-hmm. yeah. And I just kept waiting at the track for things to start. And that's why I didn't go over to the V Twin Visionary show to kind mm-hmm. of see who won. I mean, Tori had to go up and get the award for it and talk about the bike. And she's just like, uh, I like it. And it costs a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how much it costs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, you know, kind of waiting at the flat track. You kind of, you guys kind of wrapped up at the booth and then came over to the racetrack and still waited some more for racing to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, got through race, got through practice and qualifying, and I was actually riding yeah. pretty good. I, I actually qualified good in the Hooligan Pro class. I, I I won the Super Pole qualifying and then got second in the qualifying race. You had one of the fastest laps, didn't um, you? Mm-hmm. Well, in the Super Pole, I, I had yeah. a fast lap, yeah. yeah. So I felt good. I didn't feel good on my Honda. Felt good on the Sporty, though. Which but, is weird. So you always do better on the Honda. Yeah. 
but it was kind of flip-flopped. I don't mm -hmm. know. Uh, lined up for, and I had signed up for three different races, uh, plus the pit bike. Lined up for the first race of the night. Ended up hitting the wall first. Got some air. It was a straight classic, huh, Jordy? Well, <laughs> dude, we saw it from our vantage point, man. Dude, you <laughs> hit them hail, hail bells, dude. <laughs> straight full sin, man. <laughs> Well, and it's that stupid front end I put on it, and I did it to myself. It doesn't have a very much turn radius, and and when the back tire kicked out, and I I kind of I tried to counter steer out of it, it hit the stop, and then when it hits the stop and you can't turn anymore, what what happens is it ends up picking the bike up and then turning you, mm. and that's what happened. So it kicked out. I counter steered, hit the stop, it kicked the bike up, which made me turn to the right, shot me right at the fence, and I remember like last minute. <laughs> hitting the stop to the left like trying to turn to miss the wall and i was like i don't think i'm gonna miss the wall and then i'll just yeah. boom <laughs> off the just off the wall it, off the hay bale <laughs> balled myself up so that one was crazy too because i was standing in the middle taking pictures and uh they had the jump for the the, the race for later mm -hmm. and uh, so you couldn't see once you went around that corner from where i was standing you couldn't see the bikes and all of a sudden i just saw the top of your head back down <laughs> yeah it was quite the ride i mean i hopped up got a bow to the crowd they red flagged the race yeah i hopped that was up. funny it was funny because i seen people like running like down the stairs to like peek over the wall to see if i was dead <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean well they're probably wondering. i just popped up and saw people running down the stairs to, like look over the fence and i just was like like took a bow and they were just like hell yeah everybody, everybody cheering <laughs> yeah, yeah probably wondering if you were still alive after watching that one kid on a, on the run what you brought class the go through Man. the fence yeah uh so yeah, they red flagged it. I'm like, I'm good. I, I'm still good. Like the bike seemed straight. Nothing was bent. Everything was good. I'm like, I'll still line up. So they, because I caused the red flag, they made me line up in the back. Green flag, first corner, bike steps out again, hit the stop, high side, put my leg out and explode my knee. Uh, you know, and the rest <laughs> is history. You know what I mean? I take an ambulance ride out of there um you know i don't want to go into all the details on my knee and what what happened to it but at this point i'm two surgeries in and i'm hopefully on the downhill side of recovery you know on the mend uh, it what was it three three and a half weeks ago now mm -hmm. so about. Um, i still got probably a couple months of recovery left you got what 10 you got 10 weeks 10 can't, weeks can't even put weight on it no weight so i'll be stuck in this wheelchair for a while um but i was stuck in the in in the in the hospital i didn't even i didn't get out of the hospital until tuesday i think the funny the funniest quote i heard from you was yeah i'll be back to work thursday <laughs> <laughs> Here we are, three weeks. I mean, he has been coming in, but I was, yeah, he, he found out quick. I think on on that one. This one's been uh, different yeah. than all the ones in the past for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this one's been a little different. But as I'm laying in the hospital on Sunday, uh, having surgery, uh, we still had another day's worth of running the booth and mm -hmm. handling business down there. And I mean, you guys all held it down, ran the booth, and then had the task of, you know, loading everything back up and getting ready to come back home. And That was a trip. Deal, and, and then we were scattered. also dealing with weather. 
yeah. because we had uh, some massive storms rolling into the area mm-hmm. and, and a lot of you guys were on bikes. So we were, you know, I was really just kind of a passenger at that point. I'm just, I'm just getting information from Tori about what's going on. But I yeah. mean, kudos to you guys. You guys, you ran the booth on Sunday. Uh, you found a way to fit all the bikes in the trailers and get everything home get everybody home and everybody got home safe. Yeah. Um, it was smooth. And, and, you know, you guys ended up having to kind of leave me in Durango. You guys all kind of st- stuck to the plan and, and headed out Monday morning, mm-hmm. drove home Monday, got everything home. Uh, me and Tori had to rent a car to get home. I mean, it was going to be hard for me to get into the truck. Yeah. That high uh, up. So we rented a little SUV and I just had to kind of lay down in the back and she drove us home. She was a trooper and got us home Tuesday. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm already ready to go back to Four Corners though. You know what I mean? Like, even though it kind of ended kind of crappy for me, I still think it's a fun rally, a mm. great riding, mm-hmm. just a kind of a really intimate setting with all the other vendors and brands that are there yeah. you know what i mean like we're able to kind of connect and talk to a lot mm-hmm. of people in the industry um and how many i mean how many, we saw a lot of our customers there too yeah that's yeah. the other cool thing like you go to sturgis yeah. and everybody gets lost in the in the, the five hundred thousand people mm-hmm. that are there you know what yeah. i mean so like it would be random for us to like run into one of our customers in Sturgis unless they specifically called and said hey where are you you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but down there it's like oh hey you're from Ogden so are we you know what I mean like it's it's not uncommon and that's the cool part about the the rally for us Mm -hmm. is it's more local for sure and we have a, a more of an impact on our local customer base and I mean how many of our I, there was handfuls of customers oh yeah from the shop that were at the races that came down to the pits and were like you know good luck tonight mm-hmm. we'll be in the stands cheering you on like which was cool yeah uh i mean i didn't do very well but it's cool <laughs> having cheering me on uh but yeah i mean i i'm ready to go back to four corners it's my it's probably my favorite rally of the year um you know and the people that put it on Durango Harley, it's just an awesome group of people that we're lucky to be able to be a part of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun for us. I, I mean, I don't know. You guys, did you guys enjoy it? I, mm-hmm. And I'll ask each one of you individually. And you can be honest right here on the podcast. If you don't like it, <laughs> just say it. No, what I, do you guys think? You guys had said, because you guys went two years ago. I think we had. A, I think we stayed back when you guys rolled. Is that correct? Or mm-hmm. And yeah, last we kept time we open. went, it was me, Tori, and Jordan, basically. Yeah, so I, you know, I missed, I'd, I'd never been to Four Corners. I've, I've ridden that area, but uh, going there and seeing the rally, you know, compared to Sturgis, like you say, you kind of get lost in Sturgis. It's so huge, so many bikes, at least there in, you know, Four Corners, you've got, like you said, man, you, you get to know the vendors, the other people. Um, you're in close proximity, you know, talking over to, to Bado, to Fueling was right next to us. Then Codlin, you know, the vice president of Codlin, I met him um, and, and talked with him a few times about, you know, especially getting some Rogue Glide uh, risers, you know, kind of like the RLNS met, uh, methods, you mm-hmm. know, and just talking that. But, um, you know, picking, you know, picking their ears, seeing what's coming out, you know, that, that stuff was, 
it, it was good, man. I mean, and then that cabin was, I mean, we had a good setup in Sturgis, but that, I mean, that cabin was, was spot it's on. It's a piece there. of heaven, it, it I was, think. It man. was cool, man. It's like, it was cool. Like, if I could retire and just chill out there, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's I mean, stuff yeah. right there, you know what I mean? Yeah, but they uh, can hit it. Yeah, May. for for me it was it was May. So that was actually my first rally that I've ever been to. Okay, um, I've been to like a few like bike nights and like bike week stuff, but it's nothing like what Durango was. Mm -hmm. uh, I had an absolute blast, and like we had the schedule set up. You know, we were working a certain amount of time, so the rest of the time was like free time. I found myself just like, no, I'm gonna go hang out at the booth. Like, this is crazy. This is like really cool to see you hanging out just doing whatever and then mm -hmm. uh you know you gave me the opportunity to go ride the road king out so I'll at least got to do some kind of riding out there which was an absolute blast as well it's beautiful riding out mm -hmm. there um and i'd i'd go to that one uh, over and over again yeah. i'm not i'm not a huge fan of crowds like that it's like the it's amount not that, too crazy just mm. enough people yeah like it yeah. was spread out enough that even with the amount of people that were there it still wasn't it didn't feel too overcrowded like yeah because i I don't know if I could do Sturgis. Sturgis, the amount like of people, if you just, go downtown, yeah. it is just, mm -hmm. you ain't moving. Yeah, yeah. Deadwood, Deadwood, like, oh, Deadwood's Deadwood a nightmare. I mean, it's um, cool to see. Yeah. I mean, and I would encourage everybody out there to at least experience it at, one, mm -hmm. at least once. Yeah, like, I, it's a lot of I'd people. love to try and go to Sturgis, but I don't know if I can handle doing the crowds. It just stresses me out, and I'm just like, one out of there as quickly as possible. Yeah. But, getting set up at the dealership and then you know going over to the the fairgrounds seeing they, they had a little bit bigger setup there mm -hmm. at the the fairgrounds and got to walk around there but it was kind of towards the end of the day so there wasn't a ton of people but i was still able to go see all the booths and everything it was it was awesome never ended up making it over to the casino because i had no idea where it was yeah that's one thing we never got a chance to do is run over to the casino and check out they had a couple of vendors over there and the stunt lot the stunt shows going on over there and we never we were just busy enough that we never had a chance to get yeah. over there. I was yeah, like, get we, over there and ride. And yeah, ride we didn't get a chance ride. to go over there, but mm -hmm. I still had a blast doing just hanging out at the the dealership or you know doing the odds and end stuff. Even with the uh, the flat track mishap, that that was my first flat track race as well. I ever, it was cool that, that you ever were able to kind of get out there in the middle too. I mean, oh that's yeah, the best seat in the yeah. house. Jordan yeah. was doing a lot of other uh, photos, and then he was in the uh, the pit bike race so he asked me to take some photos and getting to stand in the middle of the the track and taking photos that was awesome yeah i think like, as far as flat track racing going like my first race i could go stand on the middle of the track i couldn't be happier granted i if we don't do more flat track i'm glad that was the experience that i got even <laughs> yeah, with right. you uh, smashing your <laughs> knee up yeah. um but that that whole experience was amazing and i'd go back any chance i got i think that probably my favorite thing i've i've done in a long time so right on what about you, Steve? What did you think of it? I enjoyed it. That's the first time I had been to that rally, mm -hmm. and I've never ridden in that area before. I've been down through central and southwestern Utah quite a bit, but never ever into Colorado. And the ride down from here was really cool. Maybe, you know, we're lucky to have the location that we do for a rally such as Four Corners because it's a cool ride. You know, you, once you get out of I-15, and like at the time that JL and I had left, it was pretty much rush hour. So we were, we were fighting traffic. It was kind of a boring ride down through I-15, but getting through Spanish Fort Canyon and Price and all of that, it's a really good ride. And even the second day when we stepped off, we go through Moab, yeah. you know what I mean? There's some cool stuff out there. It's wide open. And whether you're taking that ride for leisure or if you're if you're on a schedule, kind of like we were acting, you know, we, we were scooting. Um, it was a lot of fun, and the scenery and the terrain in Durango itself was 
somewhat similar to to utah what we're kind of used to but just fresh you know the Mm -hmm. roads out there were really cool i thought that it was cool how they have the three different locations and like you guys i didn't go to the casino either but just the fact that you would bounce from one location to the next for the rally Mm -hmm. was really cool and the people that lived there seemed very accustomed to it it's a yearly thing so there was i didn't see any any anger issue it's like their 30 year anniversary i think so it's a it's kind of an older rally yeah that they're uh I, you know i know that the the current owners of the rally have i think they've owned it for like four or six years now and they're tri- they're trying to kind of revive it it kind of trickled off and wasn't very well managed i guess and they're trying to bring it back mm-hmm. um i think they're doing a great job because I, I mean it seemed like a great i mean it seemed busier this year than it was two years ago when we were there mm-hmm. uh and uh, everybody that we've talked to wants to go back and i think that's a good sign for them i appreciated the amount of space there the ability to to actually ride like going to silverton for the most part Mm -hmm. everybody's able to hit those spots where you can open it up you can get space between your riders and and have fun whereas you know keep going back to sturgis which is a great rally uh, but it is massively crowded, and you try oh, to ride sure. the Black Hills yeah. out there during the during rally. During the like rally, you, it is motorcycles literally as far as you can see yeah. in front and behind you. You are not going fast. Yeah, trying to run through the canyons, yeah. it's just bike to bike. You're doing you know 25, 30 miles an yeah. hour through the canyon. You can't really open it up and experience the riding. Like if you want to go ride the Black Hills, don't go during the rally. No. Mm-hmm. Go up there, you know, before or after. Yeah, because riding during the rally just isn't yeah very good and sturgis is full of its own gems here and there but as far personally i would prefer i like rallies like four corners because of the space for sure and where we stayed everything it was it was awesome it was a fantastic trip well i hope so i mean one of the reasons that you know we kind of that i've decided to kind of do these things is you know i spent eight years in a dealership and i didn't do one rally one show one in you know anything even just personally because they they really didn't like us taking time off during the summer because we were so busy mm-hmm. um they didn't do anything as a shop i mean i went to sturgis in 2003 before i started working in the industry then in 04 i moved to phoenix and went to school and then moved home and started working at the dealership and i 03 was the last time I had gone to a rally and and after eight years in the dealership, I'm like, I don't even get to do what I enjoy doing anymore. You know what I mean? And so when I came here, it's like, I don't, that, I don't want to do that. What what the dealership did to me, I don't want to do to my guys here. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we can't afford to just take it off and just take off and go for a shop ride for a week. But if we can do a work trip, slash leisure trip we can make that work i mean we sold a lot of merch while we were down there you know we set up the booth we sold a ton of t-shirts vests gloves all kinds of stuff made a couple of bucks while we were there we were able to do some riding little bit of racing hanging out with each other at the airbnb just having a good time and i you know my hope is is that you guys enjoy it as much as i do is my hope because i mean i love those trips honestly it's like, like you and Tori it's what i live it. for you it's know like, what i mean 
except you and Tori taking all the taking all of our money. Oh yeah, yeah. it's left oh, right yeah. center. And you guys, <laughs> Wait, it's hard not game? to feel <laughs> guilty because it's it's no. so easy to enjoy. You know what I mean? And coming from working at a dealership myself is it's exactly like you said. Like you don't they don't want you out of there during the busy season. Right. And so yeah, the fact that you guys do that for us as a shop is like. It's just so awesome. And yeah. I think it's good for us as a shop and as a team. I mean, we all come back and we're excited to get back to work. We're excited to come to work with each other. I mean, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first. The door's right there, bro. <laughs> I see. I think the first day back was a little hard for us to be excited to get back to work because we were still worried about you getting home. Yeah, this but trip was we, a little different. Yeah. Once we knew you were back, we're like, all right, let's get this going. And even that, the, before you got back, we're like, all right, let's get in the swing. Let's get this taken care of. So yeah. it wasn't a single thing. This one was hard about. because, well, and I'll tell you straight up, after doing a bunch of these with, with everybody, like that, we, that week we get back to, to work is a long week oh, because those yeah. trips are you gotta get back uh, in still the a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. your weekend was just spent at a booth and then, you know, traveling home. And then the next day you're, you're right back, back to yeah. work so like you're really ready for that next weekend when it rolls around i get it but mm. for me it's totally worth it you know what i mean to have those opportunities and experiences that we have when we're out on the road no, i mean we'll fun. be we'll be talking about this trip for a long time yeah i mean and, and that's the testament to how fun the trip is is how much you talk about it after you get home mm -hmm. uh you know if you don't talk about it very much then it probably wasn't a very good trip um so yeah, I think it was a success. I had a blast. I hope you guys had a good time, even though I'm still recovering. I'd still do it all over again. You know, yeah, what I mean? it. I've got a, I got a real pre appreciation for like getting the opportunity to even go to that. Uh, the few shops that I've been at before, those non-existent. It was work and go home, work and go home. Take your own time off if you need it, whatever. But getting the opportunity to do stuff like the racing and the rallies, like. We were we were working the whole time we were there. Like we had our, our little bits of time off and everything, but you know we know we all knew we were there to work. But even when we were working, I didn't didn't, didn't feel, feel like work. work. I, I had a blast doing it. I mean, it. you Just, could be here working or you could be in Durango working. Like, yeah, getting the getting the opportunity to travel with a shop to somewhere I've never been to a rally that I've never been to yeah. a rally or anything. Like, it's meet a, and a talk huge to people you would never run into. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, meeting you know. some of the the other vendors and stuff. Some of those yeah. guys are hilarious. Yeah. And there's some great people, and you'll as as you'll find over the years, as you continue to go to these shows and rallies, a lot of it is the same people. And you're like, hey man, haven't seen you since Four Corners. And you and you kind of like the races, you begin to form these relationships, and you, and you just start chatting with a guy like he's your best friend, even though you hadn't seen him in a year since the last rally. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's good. I mean, and I think it's good for us to be you know there with some of the the top brands in the industry and talking to their their team and their crew it keeps us up to date and fresh on what's new in the industry parts coming out or clothing coming out or whatever it might be you I do know, say I if we if we go back next year i think we need to get stuck by chopper king skin because those guys are hilarious <laughs> he's he's, a he's awesome yeah. he's funny so well that puts us right about the hour mark uh i appreciate you guys staying late and talking about the rally uh, appreciate guys everything i mean i really i guess want to just put it out there i really appreciate what you guys have done in the last three weeks kind of stepping up uh handling business while i've been kind of on the mend you guys have handled it like professionals 
and I really appreciate all your work. And uh, thanks for staying late and doing a podcast with me. Um, and that's it. See you guys next time.